Well, good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. I am so glad. I am so glad to see when the Holy Spirit moves and you can just see him moving within a service. Sometimes when we can't have cookie cutter all the time. And so I thank God for Elder Zeke just taking a moment just to continue to do what our, what our worship team did and usher us into the presence of God. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the, for the worship team and uh, just that they continuously do that when they come up here using their gifts to just bring us closer to God. Their job is not for us to focus on. I mean, there's some amazing uh, talent and gifts and things going on, obviously on the key. I saw one person on the keyboard last week and then it's on the drum today and I'm thinking amazing gifts, right? But God would have us focus on him, the giver of the gifts, and that we can see and hear what it is that he is doing in his church. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these next few moments that we have together. I pray, Father, that you would just continue to do what you're already doing, Lord, and continue to move in our spirits and move in this service, Lord. God, I pray, Father, that you go before me, Lord, and do what only divinity can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So this morning, uh, I just wanted to share one um, announcement with you, and then we will uh, jump into what God has for us today. Um, Want to let you know that as the beginning of the year here, we uh, have our Bible reading plans out. So um, you have two different plans this year and two other options. So one of the plans is a 60-day overview of the Bible. So for those of you who jumping right into uh, one year is a little much for you and you want to start out slow, there's a 60-day overview of the Bible that you can go into. That's their first plan. The second plan is there's one for an an, our annual, which we normally do a one year, and you can go through the Bible an entire year. So if you want to just jump right in, you can do that. And then new this uh, year, we have also a 14-day uh, men's and women's devotional uh, plan. So you can go in and do a 14-day uh, plan um, on your own. Um, and that will be um, a time of refreshing uh, for, for all of us, right? So if we are to be the church that God calls us to be, then we have to know what the book says the church should look like, amen? And so uh, that is our, our goal and my prayer uh, for all of us this year. So check it out. It's on the homepage of uh, the website. Um, we are today going to move into um, start a new series, um, the series that we're going to start is called Prepared to Build. Um, this series is going to be a 14-week series. It's going to go into four different parts. And so um, the first part, we're going to be talking about building on. We're going to be talking about the foundation of the church, which we'll start off today. We'll be talking about uh, prayer as well. And then in the second part, we're going to go in and we're going to be talking about gifts um, so we're going to be looking at the gifts that God gives us. There's so many, we might not be able to cover all of them, obviously, but we're going to talk about what that looks like for you and I. Um, so we want to equip you to know how to discover your gifts, how to use your gifts, um, what gifts are, and, and what sort of what God is doing for you. So you may have been serving for many years in one capacity, and, and perhaps God is uh, moving you to do something else. 
Um, or maybe he just confirms where you're at. Um, or maybe you're not sure and you haven't really, there's not much that you've been um, interacting in because you're just not sure how to get there. We're going to help you to get there. Um, we're going to work together and walk you through what that looks like. And that's in part two. And then in part three, we're going to go in and we're going to talk about serving. So what it looks like to serve compassionately, what it looks like to serve God, what it looks like to serve wholeheartedly in God's church. Right? And then we're going to climax, and what I'm really excited about is in part four, which will not be four weeks, each of those three parts will be three, uh, four weeks each, um, but in part four, uh, you'll get to uh, see, the, it'll be two parts, and we'll, it'll climax with us having some conversations right here on stage. So we'll have some conversations with you, and uh, we're going to be uh, looking and highlight some ministries and look what it looks like to be God's church and be prepared for what it is that God brings to us. Um, because if we are to be the church, we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. And it means that that means that every single one of us together, every ligament, every person needs to be involved, right? And, I'll, and we'll go into some detail on that, but I'm excited about this series. I think you will be too. Um, before we jump into, our, we're going to be in first, first Corinthians today. Before we jump into that, uh, I do have an ask. If you call Abundant Life your home, if you uh, come here regularly and you're a part of this body, you're a partner with Abundant Life, I want you here in person over the next 14 weeks. Over the next 14 weeks, all right? Now, this is, not, this is not to say that there is any issue at all with on, online church. So in fact, if, and hear me clearly, if you have some type of health issue, right? There are people who watch from home online for a very specific reason. If there's any type of health issue, I want you to, to remain home. If there's any concern that you may be a person who says, I'm a partner of Abundant Life, I'm, 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 I'm grounded here, but I need to be home um, for a certain reason. Please do that. Stay home. I'm not telling you to come out. Now, if you have an issue to where you're just, you have a personal conviction about health concerns as it relates to COVID, and you don't want to be in an environment like this, and you, I, I understand that as well. And if that means that you need to, to, to be home. But if it's not concerning outside of a health issue, I want you to be here for the next 14 weeks. For the next 14 weeks to come in here. So hear me clearly. We'll start off today. We're going to go 14 weeks. We're going to go into uh, April 2nd. So April 2nd is Easter. All right. So we'll go to Easter, and then we're going to take a we'll take a break for Easter, and then right after Easter we'll have our final service, um, which is um, in, in April 9th. Not final service, but final part of the <laughs> final part of the series. <laughs> Everyone's eyes got big. Um, for the, the final part of, of the series. Amen. So if you will do that, I trust, I, I believe God that he is going to meet uh, each and every one of you at your point of need so that you can be the body of Christ, not only in the workplace, in the marketplace, right? We do want you to do that. But more specifically, this, this we'll, we'll talk about that, but this sermon series is going to be about here, the church, this part of the local body of God's body of Christ. Amen. Everybody with me? Yes. All right. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You will turn there to me or turn there with me. 
and uh, go on your devices, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to be looking at verses 9 through 13. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 through 13. It reads this way. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. What I, I'm going to stop there for a second. We are, the, the Bible says that we are God's co-laborers or co-workers. And some, one version says co-workers. Another version says God's fellow workers. The reason I like this is because uh, what Paul is doing, let me if you give you just some background. What Paul is doing in this uh, text is him, he's talking about him and Apollos. And Paul's talking to Apollos. The thing I like about Apollos is though, even though he was an apostle that helped Paul to establish the Corinthian church, he only knew the baptism of John. That's all he knew. But you had people like Priscilla and Aquila who came up alongside him and showed him the baptism of Christ. Because remember, John said about the person who is to come. And so Apollos only knew. And why do I, what I love about that, I love about that is because that's the body of Christ. You see Priscilla and Aquila coming alongside John. John only knew this. Listen, he helped Paul establish the Corinthian church, right? God was using him. But he still had others come alongside, and that's what we need to do with one another. We, we come alongside. So I love that about uh, that first opening verse. We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. We'll get into that. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. So let's just look at a few things uh, up front as we get started, right? Like Paul and Apollos in verse 9, we are co-laborers with Christ, fellow workers, translations say. So this is not like the co-workers on your job, right? So wherever you work, whether you're at LinkedIn or Safeway, Home Depot, Salesforce, wherever it is that you find yourself that you work, you work with colleagues, right? You work with people on your job. And as you work with people on your job, you guys do things together and you guys are equals. Not the case here. This is not that, right? They worked for God. The word, uh, the word co-worker or fellow worker here means to work for, right? So you and I are working for God. As I preach today, I am working for God on behalf of God, not equal with God right? They were working together for God's service. So they were laboring with one another, but under Christ. Make sense? Right? So Jesus Christ is the foundation. And our passage in so many other places, he reminds us of what the church is built on. And we have to start there because if we don't start there, we might be building a little shabby, right? The primary responsibility 
right, of God is to build and preserve his church because the church is God's. If we look at first in Colossians 1.17, turn there with me. Colossians 1, and we're just going to read uh, verses 17 and 18. It makes that a little bit clear for us here. He says, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Remember that, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. So the question bears asking, if he holds all things together, why is it that we are always so worried about his church, about what's going to happen in his church? We just have to get into position and prepare ourselves to be used by God. We need to be in position. He has it under control. I do not worry a day about his church. And the reason I don't worry is not because I don't have an issue with worrying. It's, it's because I can read the God's word and he tells me that it's his. His church. If it's his church, all I have to do is be in position. I just got to be ready. I got to be prayed up. Get into position. We just need to give God something to work with. Right? The first thing I want you to remember is that there is only one foundation. There is only one foundation. We have, to, we have to say that right from the beginning. There's only one foundation. Now, verse 10, it says, By the grace God has given me, this is Paul speaking, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. He said, well, you just said that God lays the foundation for his church, and here is Paul saying, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Yes, he said, I laid a foundation, but then he says, as a wise builder, meaning Paul's now saying to the church at Corinth, I laid a foundation as a, 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 a wise builder. I'm not trying to be boastful here. He's saying, listen, I laid the foundation which already existed. I just basically showed, I just basically started, got you guys going based on the body of Christ, based that the church is built on Jesus Christ. He had to show the church at Corinth because of all the issues that they had there. There's all types of divisions in there. Some were bringing worldly ways into the church. That's a series on its own. I have a lot to say about that one, but not in here. So Paul is saying that I showed you all what to build on, what to build from, and what to build with, and someone will come behind me and continue to build. Right? Just like here, we're watering something that we didn't build. Each one of you are watering something that you didn't build. When the worship team was up here today, they're watering something that was a foundation that was laid before they even came to the church. I don't even have to know when they came, right? When we came through those doors over there today and you were greeted, They're working on a foundation that was already built. When they turned on the cameras and the audio systems and they begin to test and all the folks, right, you don't see them. You, you think there's not just one person up there. There's many, and the body is working together. The body is working together. 
So Paul is saying to them, I laid this foundation. I showed you guys how to do it. Now do it with care. Remember, we're watering something we did not build. Paul says we should water, we should build with care. Or better yet, let's be careful how we build. Let's be careful how we build. That's the second point that I want to make to you, share with you today. Let's be careful how we build. Let me give you an example. As of today, um, and this is not just in at Abundant Life, this is in uh, most local churches, there's only a portion, a portion of the local church serving, right? This is happening all over the world. This is happening here at ALCF and for some, and for some time. In fact, this is the case most places that you will go. The commitment and contribution in many cases don't show a body that is prepared, a body that is ready to be used by God. Because if we're a body that's prepared and we're a body that is ready to be used by God, guess what? Every working ligament, every part of the body, that doesn't mean families. When you think about your, it's not your family, it's every person within the family. So every single one of you, individually, right? We want to continue to see the things that many of you are talking about, right? Spiritual and physical growth, salvation of the souls, uh, knowing the word of God so that we can make him known everywhere we are, attracting all types of generations of peoples. We need to prepare, be prepared for what God brings us. We need every ligament committed and every ligament contributing, Right? We can't have someone come in who doesn't know Christ. A family comes in, and, and uh, remember, the church, that's what the church is. That's what God uses the local church for. We invite people to church. We can't invite people to church. Someone comes through the door, and they, they, they come in and to be greeted. They don't know where to go. And we have someone greeting them, and they're like, oh, yeah, right in there, right in there, go just... Go ahead, go ahead and go find, your, go find your seat. I'm not saying that's not what happens here. What I'm saying is, is there's more than those who are greeting right now who could be greeting. We don't want to burn our family out. There's more than those folks. I would love to, I, I want to see uh, Lance and his bride sitting in the congregation, not having to, to greet on a particular Sunday. And I say this, when, I, when I'm talking to you, this is not for conviction. This is not for you to feel bad about anything. It's not about that. It's about being the church. My job as your teaching pastor is to come and not only to shepherd, but to also show you through the word what the word of God says to do and what you are to be. And if I'm not doing that, I, I, could, I can share the fun stuff with you, and I can, I can share the stuff that's a little bit of a struggle with you. But if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing what God called me to do. Amen. Right? So we need to be prepared. Now, every time I mention this, I imagine uh, the dialogue in some people's minds. You know, well, my, you know, my wife contributes. Well, well my, 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 my husband, he, you know, he does this and that in the ministry. Uh, oh, I'm in college, you know, I have a heavy workload, workload is heavy. See, the problem with that internal dialogue is that God is looking for every part. Although you're married or you're in college or you're working, this call to the church, this is his call to the church. It's not just for others, it's for you. 
It's for you, those who are sitting here today, those who couldn't make it and are at home, those listening online. This is not just for your wife or your husband. God calls all parts. Your family of origin is not just one part. If you think about your, your original family, right? It's every individual, right? Those of us who have kids, we understand the, the, the differences, right, of when you have kids. You, you can't treat them all the same. They have different personalities and they have different temperament levels and they have different emotional levels. And you have to be able to discern as a mom and a dad, okay, this one needs this. And the other one may be looking, well, I don't remember getting that, you know, when I was that age. And what they don't understand is, is every part is different. And so we, in order to be a family and working together, we have to treat every part differently. All of you are built differently. Thank God. Right? You're all built differently. There is, there is something in each of you that I need. There is something in the person sitting next to you that you need. And there's something in you that the person sitting next to you needs. You understand that? Yes. And so we need to be able to look at one another and, 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 and love on one another. I, I have conversations with you and, and, our, and our team and, and the elders, and we have just talking with a lot of you or just talking with, with friends and, and, uh, and just hearing from you guys and just hearing the amazing things that God is doing through your life and then hearing your challenges as well. And it's, it, it's a blessing because you're all different. You all have these different perspectives. And I'm learning from all of you as I talk with you. And I hope that you're learning from your brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm trying to paint a picture here of what the body is supposed to look like. So for Paul and Apollos, the church at Corinth was God's field. It wasn't theirs. And so your devotion is to God. So when we think about the foundations of the church, keep in mind that your devotion is to him. Your devotion is not to me. Your devotion is not to the elders. Your, version, your devotion is not to the person that volunteers the ministry that you participate in. But your devotion is to God. We have to lay this foundation because we're not trying to build wrong. But it's his church, so we're going to make missteps, right? We have. But it's his church. It's on a firm foundation. I'm not worried. At the end of verse 9, the Apostle Paul writes that the Corinthians were God's building in other words, they are the church. You're sitting here today are the church, which is under God's leadership. So God is a building. He's building a unified church. That's one building. So if you see in the word of God that God is building a unified church that is one building, everybody, at least mostly everyone, has been to more than one church before, right? Is he talking about that one downtown or is he talking about this one? not talking about a building. He's not talking about a physical building. He's talking about you and me, the people, the body of Christ, right? So he's building a unified church. So that one down the street and the other one around the corner and the other one in the South Bay and the East Bay and the Peninsula and the Central Valley, that's God's church. It's all his church. It's a unified church, one building, one field that is meeting thousands of different places throughout the world. Not a divided church. 
right? And that's, and really, we're not going to get into that, but that's what really what Paul's talking about here is that people were trying to build on a foundation other than Jesus Christ. And there were divisions and all these type of things and worldly things coming into the church, right? So not divided, not some working, some not. Yes, he's addressing those who cause division. He's also showing that we are to God, to, for us to God have a defining roles that God has for us to play. It's awful quiet in here. <laughs> but we're building this church. We're building this church. Make no mistake, God is the one who is building his church. We just need to be prepared. Again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again because I want you to get it. I want you to, to understand it from a biblical perspective. Don't take my word from it. That's right here in the word. We're reading it. We'll go to some other places, uh, and you'll be able to see it there too. We just need to be prepared. Now, I will not be able to get to every reason and every way God calls us to be the church, but for this series, we'll focus on prayer, we'll focus on development, and we'll focus on serving. And all throughout the Bible, we read that God uses the labor of man to do the evangelism of his church, the work of what we call making Jesus known. Right? We see in Mark 16.20, if you look there with me, Mark 16.20, after Jesus appears uh, to the eleven, he's re- he was rebuking them for refusing to believe those who had seen him when he had risen. Right? He then tells them to go into all the world, preach the good news, and then he was taken, up to, taken into heaven. So he tells them, go into all the world, preach the good news, he's taken into heaven, and what do they do? The Bible says the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and hear this, the Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them. The Lord is working with you. You don't have to worry about your church. You don't have to worry about what you're doing, what God has called you to do. You just need to be available. I remember um, being pulled aside one time um, in a parking lot um, by one brother, and uh, I had some concerns, and I was talking to him. This is years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago. I was in a parking lot of a church, and he pulled me aside, and he said, one of the things he said is, you're available. Just be a, continue to be available. And I didn't really get it at that time, but I took it. I said, okay, I, I think I understand what you mean. I prayed about it. Today, I, I very much understand it. Be available. Because when we're available for God, you never know what he has in store for you. Amen. I'm not talking about just, this has nothing to do with us. This has nothing to do with me. This is, I'm talking about you. Right? And I'm part of you, so I'm, it does have something to do with me in that regard. But I'm saying this is not all about any of us, any one individual, or any small group of people. This is about all of us collectively. Amen. The Lord worked with them. So what am I saying? We're only able to build fully when we've prepared ourselves and we're in position. So in verse 10, Paul says, I'm an expert builder who has laid a foundation. Someone else was building on it. And then if you realize, Paul took no pride in his role, but he admitted that he served only to lay a foundation through the grace God had given him. Paul clarified his claim about him and Apollos that it was through God's grace. It was through his grace that we're able to do the things that we're able to do. 
It's through his grace that you are able to be with those kids. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> serving with the kids, right? Those of, you, those of you who are teachers, my wife is a teacher, and I do not get it. I call her on the phone at lunchtime, and I can hear every child. <laughs> and she's just, she's just smiling and... <laughs> yeah, I could still hear the voices. <laughs> so we are to build. Paul clarified this for themselves, right? He said, it's by the grace that God gives you. God will give you grace to do the things that he's called you to do. All right? He says, not only by God's grace, if you think about um, 2 Timothy, I didn't give this um, to them, but you can turn there with me. It's 2 Timothy 1.9, right? He says, I don't... He says, God enabled him to do it for two reasons, for his purpose and by his grace. So for his purpose and by his grace, God has called us to do the things that he's gifted you with, whatever it is that he's given you to use for the body of Christ. And God has given each of us grace to carry it out. So Paul served the church only through his gift from God. He goes on to say that anyone building on that foundation, remember there's one foundation, so we want to be careful how we build on it. Paul, Paul warned the Corinthian uh, leaders who built the church on something else other than Jesus Christ, who built it on their human wisdom. There's two different types of wisdom, right? There's human wisdom, and then there's wisdom that comes from this book, and the wisdom that God that gives us. And so he said there were people who were trying to do that, people who were trying to bring things into the church that had no business uh, being in the church. So then how can we build, how, how can a builder of the church lay any other foundation than Jesus Christ? It's by bringing things in that are not according to this book. It's about operating in a way, right? It's about your, we talked about commitment. We talked about contribution. It's about your character, bringing anything in, right? So that's why it's every person, because we have to look at our character. We have to look at the things that we are doing in our own lives, because that comes into the church, right? So I can't be me here for two hours, three hours on Sunday. And if you talk to somebody who I work with, <laughs> that's not the same brother that he was just cursing. <laughs> you can't be. Amen. So we have to work on ourselves so that whatever we bring to God, he's able to use. So Paul set that foundation. Right. So they were using wisdom. They were pretending. They were being deceivers in the church. Right. So Paul goes on to say, we can build with things like gold, silver, costly stones, right? Those are for sure. But he would be careful about wood, hay, or straw, right? Because wood and hay and straw can what? They can, they can burn in a fire, right? But stones and gold and silver, they're not going to burn in a fire. So what does that mean in everyday life for you and I? You have to build on the, the Word of God. You have to build wisely. You can't have your own thoughts of things that what you think things should be. It's what God says things should be. And then you align yourself with Him, right? 
And then those things we don't have to worry about because in the end, number four is you are the key to being prepared. You are the key to being prepared. Once you are prepared and I am prepared, then we can be used by God. Now, will he, content, will he use us no matter, no matter even in that process? Or is he, is he waiting for us to get to be all of a sudden be this perfect church? No, not at all. He will do it all along the way. Right? He'll do it for years to come. He'll do it when I'm 90 years old and I'm, and I'm done. I'm, I'm praying for 90. If uh, you do it when I'm 90 years old and I'm all done, getting ready to go home with him, and then he'll continue to do it for the generations to come. And he understands we're going to mess up. He understands we're going to not do it right sometimes. He understands we're going to say the wrong thing sometimes. He understands that we're not going to be uh, perfect. He understands that I can preach this with great confidence. Doesn't mean that I can walk it out with, I can walk it out with confidence as well, but doesn't mean I can walk it out just so easily as I preach it. It's not easy. Oh, but God, is it worth it? to be his church. Stand with me. As we begin to pray, I just want you to be thinking about, close your eyes, don't let anything around you distract you. I want you to be thinking about what it is that God is saying to you through this message. I'm not going to lay out what he may be saying. just want you to think about what he is saying to you. What are the thoughts that came about you? Now, as your eyes are closed, you may be tempted to think about what he may be saying about your adult son or your adult daughter, or what he may be saying about your wife, or what he may be saying about your husband, or what he may be saying about someone else. But no, I want you to think about what did he put it on your mind as it relates to you. And whatever that is, I want you to be praying over the next 14 weeks about it. And you may have to add some things to that. Write it down. Write down what it is that he's saying to you. Thinking about a lady and a husband who living in a, a two-story house. And uh, she asked her husband to go downstairs and get her, a ha- uh, get her some vanilla ice cream with chocolate on top. And he said, and she said, well, write it down. Or, you know, you're not going to remember. And you know how we are as men. I, I got it. I got it. You, you already said it. You don't need to say it again. I, I got it. Come on, brothers. <laughs> and so he went, he went downstairs, and she said, well, write it down. He said, no, I got it. He went downstairs. He came back up, and he gave her a ham sandwich. <laughs> and she said, I told you to write it down. I told you that you would forget. You forgot the mustard. (laughs) I want you to write it down. If you have to sit down when service is over, write it down. Let's see what God does. I trust him.
Father, we're so thankful, God, for you, for what you're doing in the local church, Lord, and specifically in this body, Lord, in Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. Father, we're thankful that you have laid the foundation based on sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. And he is the foundation in which we stand of this church. But God, we also know in order to be the church, Lord, that we have to have every body, every being, every ligament, every part, Lord. The toenail, the fingernail, the head, the shoulders, the eyes, every single part active, working, serving, praying, in the word of God, sharing the good news. Would you show us how to do that, Lord, in a new and fresh way? We're going to trust you for it, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, that whatever is on the minds and the hearts of your people right now, Lord, that they would write it down and that you would just speak with them over the weeks to come, Lord. Be with them, Lord. Stir up, Lord. Change, God. We're looking forward, Lord, to what you're going to do, Lord. You are God all by yourself, Lord, and we're trusting you, Lord, that we would know how to be your church, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.